You're listening to the Candid Conversations podcast, where we share with you the adventures of small business, the community, and folks in communications. Every month, we sit down with local business owners and communications officers to provide the behind-the-scenes look of what it's like to be successful in business. We are your hosts, Chief Technology Officer Dan Nicholson and Chief Communications Officer Sagan Morrow. Candid Conversations is proudly presented by Jexta Communications. This is Episode 12. Hi. Hello. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. <laughs> Welcome to episode two, everyone, of season two. That was super loud. I should not do that. It's episode 12. <laughs> episode two of season two. That's true. So today we're going to be talking, this is our exclusive content uh, number two. Uh, so last week, uh, last week, last month, we talked to O'Donuts in our first season of our uh, kickoff. Uh, and it's been a while since we've actually talked a bit about our business. We thought this would be a fantastic time to kind of catch up to speed uh, because we are now entering month number 10. Of our business, of, yeah, deciding to go into business together, yeah. which is really exciting. So um, last year, partway through 2017, we did one entire episode on the podcast, exclusive content number one, and, uh, which you can check out candidpodcast.ca slash xc1. Um, and in that episode, we just we talked a lot about our business and what we were working on. And at the beginning of every single podcast episode, before we get to talking with our guests, we always share a little bit about our business. But today we thought that we would spend the entire episode talking about our business developments. Yeah. So here we are. And talk about developments because uh, things, yeah. <laughs> things have progressed very quickly. Things changed on the fly. Um, and I think one of the, well, I mean, we have lots of different little topics we want to talk about, but I think, um, before Christmas, we kind of had an idea as to where our business was going. And of course we shifted it yet again. Yeah, we do this all the time. Um, which, which does, I mean, it goes back to something that I'm always saying, which is that, you know, your business plan should be a living organic document that you use to steer the ship of your business, and it's okay. To, it's okay to change it, but we are. I mean, on a monthly basis, we're basically going in there and making little tweaks and adjusting our business plan. It feels like. Yep. Uh, so one of the biggest shifts for us, uh, for those who've been following along or uh, been reading our email marketing, uh, which I highly suggest you listen to and read, because Sagan does a fantastic job of putting it together. Oh, I don't. Thank you. I don't do anything. <laughs> uh, it is actually full of insight. The biggest thing that I think I wanted to talk about uh, was the shift of uh, before we were really kind of focusing on agency clients, uh, agency in terms of, you know, we want to bring on our clients for services, uh, and things were really progressing well with that. Uh, the issue was time, uh, and for for me, it was a little bit about money. Um, yes. And so... I, what I would like to kind of put out there is that uh, to, in order for us to scale our business quickly, uh, I would have had to quit my job. Uh, however, uh, if we go back to our conversation with Monica in the uh, very first episode of our, our podcast, uh, Monica made a really good point. Uh, she had to have a certain financial number in mind before she could move into her own business. 
Yeah, so for Monica, she needed to know that uh, with her own business, she was making at least 40% of what her 9 to 5 salary was. Um, and the number is going to be different for every person. Um, and so this, you know, bringing it back to Dan, yeah. we, ju- we just don't have that. Yeah, uh, (laughs) well, it's not so much we, I think, uh, personally, I didn't have, or we, I guess, yeah, maybe it is we. Right, like Uh, with Juxta, we don't have that capability to bring Dan on at 40% of his current salary. Yeah, we don't have the capital for one, Uh, and so in order for me to take on more agency clients during office hours was getting a little dicey, Um, so, I mean... In order for one to quit their nine to five job, there are sacrifices that have to be made, and uh, I want to pull it over to you if you want to talk a bit more about those sacrifices. But because uh, you did it, uh, mm-hmm. I like I said, I don't have the the financial number I'm comfortable yet with, um, and there were conversations as to uh, potentially going back to an old employer of mine for a rate a discounted rate and for a couple uh, days a week. Fortunately, that didn't quite pan out. Um, having said that, uh, I am comfortable of still quitting my nine to five, uh, just not yet. So that's why we shifted our business plan to fit more around my schedule and also to fit what we wanted to do, which is online courses. <laughs> uh, because the agency side, while we could scale quickly, uh, didn't quite fit with time. And while online courses is something that we want to do, and and we, I mean, this is the whole point of why we're doing the podcast. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, you know, we want to provide you, the listener, with free tools. We want to tips. Uh, Again, our courses, which are full of chock full of great information, uh, especially quitting uh, nine to five. Yeah, the goodbye nine to five masterclass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, this this is all very true. I think, you know, when we first decided to start this business together in April of 2017, um, it was funny because, Dan, you came to me and you said, I really think that we should pool our resources together. And, you know, we have really good skill sets. And I know that you were trying to transition, you know, sort of away from client work and into doing courses. But would you be willing to do this? And I was like, of course. Dan, if I get to do it with you, then that sounds awesome. Aww. So <laughs> so that worked out really well, and it's been fantastic. We have some of the best clients ever, but you know, it's always been in the back of our minds that we would like to make the online courses our uh, primary focus. And part of that is because we have so much knowledge to share that we have learned over the years, and we love we love teaching. We love sharing that information. Like we just really like passing that on and helping other people. Um, so that is where, you know, we've gotten to this point with our business where we sort of decided we want to be able to focus a lot more on that rather than too much on the on the client side of things. Yeah. And so that allows me for my time uh, to focus more on the evenings and weekends. So uh, we were able to, I mean, we're still meeting our regular Wednesday morning meetings, which is great. Um, However, it allows me to shift my mindset so I don't have to work with uh, directly with clients per se. Uh, I mean, we'd still, we're not saying no, but uh, it allows me to focus my knowledge on writing and allowing, I mean, there's less stress of what someone's talking about or, you know, there's a problem that happens right away. 
those stresses are not on me during my work hours. Yeah, so we can really focus more on spending our time on things that are not, yeah, quite so urgent. Um, and we can focus more on the long-term strategy for our business rather than the day-to-day minute details yep. for clients. So that's been really awesome. Yeah, so that's kind of where our business plan has shifted to, which is fantastic. Granted, doesn't allow us to scale up as quickly because, <laughs> you know, we're kind of limited on the courses that we currently have. So therefore, any of the time that I'm putting in right now uh, is still technically free. Like, I still have to do it on the side, um, and it doesn't quite help me transition out. So it's going to be a longer-term plan, but that's that works with our business plan. That always has been in our business plan from the get-go, was to focus on our online courses. Um, so... Small little plug for our online courses. Um, So having said all of that, I think what was very interesting for, I mean, I feel like I'm talking about most of it here, but. No, keep going. You're you're saying important things. I thought it was, I thought was, I wanted to talk a bit about uh, between XC1 and I guess, or probably just call this episode 12. We've really have become uh, deep within taxes payroll because uh, we're paying Sagan from uh, basically our bank account on a payroll basis so I'm actually dealing with the the banking almost almost weekly right now and well, QuickBooks and stuff like that yeah Dan is doing all of the sort of financial side of our business all of the bookkeeping sort of side of things and that I think is taking up the majority of your time right now, um, which is another reason why we needed to really make sure that we cut back on Dan's time um, in terms of client work because, I mean, your time is very limited. You're working a nine-to-five job, so you can only work for Juxta in the evenings and on weekends, and, I mean, you also have to have an actual life outside of this business. I mean, he tells me that he needs to have a life outside of this business. I don't understand that, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> My partner really wants me to be around and talk to her. Don't ask me why. It's shocking. It's I shocking. <laughs> Um, So, you know, because of that, like the amount that is required with bookkeeping is kind of ridiculous. Like the and the amount of money that we have to give in taxes and everything Mm -hmm. like that, like there is so much involved now that we are a corporation rather than each of us having our own solopreneur businesses, which is what we were doing each of us for the last, you know, decade-ish. Yeah. And there's different nuances too uh, in terms of corporation for Canada because we sell online courses but we also do the agency side of client work. Um, Different taxes need to be taken off for each one. If someone's in the States uh, and buys a course we don't have to charge tax on that. Uh, So that was different that I never really experienced. Um, Learning QuickBooks is a a steep learning curve for sure. Um, So I think what I'd like to, you know, just some quick tips uh, for anyone who's starting to do taxes and and even working with QuickBooks. Basically, everything has to be itemized. I had no idea. So we have our morning meetings for coffee. Uh, I need to know exactly what we spent and on what. So if the coffee costs us two fifty, uh, the GST or and the PST, for example, we would need to get charged on those. Um, because we only charge GST, and this might be different if your business charges PST, uh, if you only charge GST, we I have to take that exact number and make sure I report it uh, to our financial advisor, our accountant, I guess, 
at the end of the month so we know how much we are paying in GST and we have to pay every quarter uh, GST. Yeah. Uh, so this uh, past quarter, which was the first quarter, uh, we got charged $300 and some uh, mm-hmm. just in, in in taxes since we started. So that uh, that's a huge chunk. <laughs> Especially like we, our, our income level is not super high with our business like because we're just starting out and we're focusing on you know limiting our number of clients so we can focus more on building up our courses which you know we haven't been doing a ton of promoting around um because of all of those factors juxta is not bringing in huge amounts of money for us so the amount of taxes that we have to pay feels excruciatingly high when we're also looking at oh do we have enough money to like keep going for the next few months you know so it's it's a very interesting balance especially being Mm -hmm. in the beginning stages of this absolutely uh so one of the things that i hadn't done and we're doing for quarter two and this is why again we're kind of shifting our business plan uh, I have to go through all of our receipts dating back to when we became incorporated back in November uh, to look at all those GST uh, because this first quarter we had to hit a deadline. So I just said, you know what, let's pay for the GST this this quarter and we'll backdate it. Apparently you can backdate all of the GST before. So we're going to potentially have Canada Revenue Agency owe us, which would be pretty great but because that would rarely happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But that that is one tip I would recommend for any Canadian business. Uh, I'm sorry, people in the states. I'm not entirely sure how taxes are taken off there. But any Canadian business, that's highly recommend. Just itemizing every receipt you have and just making a track of your GST. If you're not using QuickBooks, you know, just we use Zoho uh, Invoice, which is a great little program. We'll put a link up on there mm-hmm. uh, so that we take a picture of their receipt and we just you know. I'd go through the financials and put it back into QuickBooks. Um, second tip, if anyone has payroll, CPP, we have to pay for CPP, so that's Canadian Pension Plan. Uh, that is something that always has to get uh, taken off for a payroll. Uh, if you have employees, you would also have to do EI insurance, employment insurance. Uh, if you're the owner, you do not have to do that because employment insurance doesn't really quite work for us. Um, that's just what our accountant told us, so that's what we're not doing. We're not collecting EI. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to just jump in here and note that these are the things that we are learning. We are not no. We are not accountants. We are not financial people or anything like that. So uh, just a little disclaimer there. If you have any questions about business finances, go and find an accountant and listen to whatever they, do, they tell you. Yeah, don't listen, <laughs> don't listen to us. These are just the things that I've learned in the past like 10 months. I just wanted to, yeah, thank you for that disclaimer. (laughs) Um, Having said that now, some exciting news. We just uh, brought on a new intern. Yeah, we're pretty excited about this. Uh, So uh, one of my, is this okay to say? Yeah, go ahead. So one of my random hobbies is that I do burlesque dancing, and one of my fellow classmates happens to have just graduated from the same rhetoric program at the University of Winnipeg as I did. And so she has been looking for different communications jobs and has been kind of having a a tough time breaking into the industry, largely because the rhetoric department is wonderful, but it's very theoretical. It's not super practical. So she's really needing experience uh, in the field before she can actually get hired. 
And so she approached me and asked if she could be an intern for us. So this fits into our entire uh, business plan and, and mandate for Juxta Communications because we really want to be able to focus on, again, this teaching piece, this mentorship piece, training other people, sharing knowledge, all of that kind of thing. Um, so we're super excited to be bringing her on. She's going to be with us, it looks like, at least for a few months, maybe longer. We'll sort of see. Um, and so she'll be helping us out with some client work, and that way we can focus even that much more on developing our online courses, doing more of our rebrand, and all of that. Yeah. So that's uh, that's super exciting. That just happened literally last week, this week? Yeah, this, 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 week. this past week. And yeah. we're recording this on Wednesday, February 21st. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's been really great. And I have to say, like, I was doing some planning today for her and saying her emails on, like, getting her set up and giving her the first project and that kind of thing. And it was so exciting for me. I forgot how much I love managing people. So <laughs> at my old nine to five job, um, I had interns all the time and I always got to, you know, manage them and give them tasks and delegate and, you know, give them feedback on their work and all of that. And I I loved that. I absolutely loved it. So it's really exciting to be doing that again. Yeah, some of the emails she sent her were just, you could tell she was excited and gushing. It was pretty hilarious. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that is something that's brand new that we're now starting. Just it, We actually thought when we first started talking, I, actually, I guess we said we would not hire an intern until our first year it was finished, yeah, which yeah. is, I mean, we're getting pretty close. I didn't even realize when I first started this podcast that we were on month 10. Um, and if you're very interested of all of the things that we've done thus far, Sagan has been amazing at keeping up to date with everything we've done. Uh, we have a case study that comes out every month. I'm going to pass it on to you because you know exactly where it's at. <laughs> we will obviously have the link, but yeah, juxtacommunications.ca slash case study. Um, every month I write up what we've been doing this past month with our business and the things that we've learned and um, obstacles we've faced um, a big mistake that I made a couple months ago that cost us a decent amount of money oh, yeah. uh, I talk about that in one of our case studies so um, that is a really nice resource for you if you are interested in learning a lot more of the in-depth type of thing and I also apply it because I always love applying what we've learned to your own business so i sort of include a few things about how you can actually take the information and and use it for your own benefit mm -hmm. in your business like we would highly recommend or at least i would highly recommend you go out and check it out um and another big thing that we've been just chipping away at is branding um because we did come in two different businesses amalgamating into one sagan had a lot of content uh 10 years of content I believe yeah um, so that is basically I'm building an entire brand guidelines book around Juxta so when you say I don't have enough time uh, <laughs> that's my second biggest priority over finances to make sure we don't have to you know pay fines which is great um, is looking at uh, taking everything that was Sagan's and start putting a visual identity to it uh, we'd love your feedback it would be great to hear exactly what you think of it, uh, things that we could potentially do better, worse. Um, so we're slowly uh, changing over all of the designs. The Candid Podcast now switched over to a nice uh, juxta-themed uh, quotes. Uh, we got the logo. I finally 
Sagan smiling at me. I finally <laughs> agreed to having the logo finalized. I went through three versions. Yeah, and like every so Dan created our logo, and our logo was beautiful. But he kept on change like he, after he designed it, he kept on changing it on me. And like yeah. after I kept on using it on different designs, I'd have to like re go back through things and update it. Yeah. <laughs> so Dan promises me that this is the final version of the logo. Uh, I'm not sure if I believe him. But if, it's very beautiful. If you have a business partner, <laughs> I think like communication is a massive must. Yes, yes. Uh, because I think uh, there actually has been a few bits of contention. Not a lot. Like we've had, we've been working very well together. I think, but mm-hmm. there has been bits of contention. Uh, w- the logo being one, um, and also I broke our website three weeks ago during oh. like the biggest sales push of the year. Okay. Yeah. So. So we we were speaking at this virtual conference, um, the Work at Home Summit, and like the day after, like a few days after I'd spoken, people were still watching this video. There were literally thousands of people, thousands upon thousands of people attending this virtual conference, and they were coming to our website, and Danny broken our website. He's just sitting here chuckling to himself. But he had broken our website at like the worst possible time because he was playing around with it and he had not communicated with me yep. that he was going to be playing with it. So we agreed that if he's going to play with it... Massive communication. Totally okay. He needs yeah. to tell me first. Yeah, there, so <laughs> yeah, for those of you who have business partners, uh, definitely communicate what you're doing and when you're doing it because... Um, you know, we're not we're not a big company that requires a lot of process, you know. Um, and if you're getting off the ground, you're, you you want to try and do the best you can for your own business. Um, the reason why I broke because as I wanted to, for those of tech nerds out there, I wanted to install a CDN a content delivery network for our site so we can deliver images and content faster because we were getting a lot of traffic. I did not anticipate it would break our courses, website, and just everything in general. Uh, it was a massive headache, and Sagan was, like, messaging me frantically, so I was working during work hours to get this thing back up. Terrible, terrible times. <laughs> a big tip, communication. Yeah. Although, I, I have to say that Dan fixed it, like, very, very quickly, especially all things considered. Mm. And I will also say that, I mean, these are a couple of things that Dan has done in the business that were, um, you know, slight points of contention, as you said. Uh, I am definitely also not perfect, for sure. Um, I I can think of two two weaknesses, and I'm sure Dan has many other weaknesses that he can think of for me. But one of mine is that I'm just a very demanding person. Um, (laughs) I have I have a lot of things that I want done, and so (laughs) I have very high expectations and demands. But the other thing is that when something doesn't work out for me, um, I don't necessarily handle it well all the time. When there are tech problems, Mm. so. Dan had to sort of talk me down one day and like actually write down a di- like a diagram of like, okay, Sagan, here's what you need to do if something's not working. You you need yes. to act like he actually wrote a flow chart a flow chart for me. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, so we have a running gag that technology just breaks on Sagan. Yeah, that technology time. hates me because it actually does. It does hate her. <laughs> uh, this is why I'm the one doing the podcast. 
Mm-hmm. So basically, long story short, uh, she gets really flustered and frustrated on uh, when something doesn't work for her. And so, I yeah, I think it came down to a, a page or something. I can't even remember exactly the, the situation, but I had to write down. I was like, if it doesn't work, message me. <laughs> If the, if I'm not around, then just wait. It'll probably I'm probably on it, if I know about it. Um, yeah, this whole huge flowchart. So really, I think it's a very convoluted way and rambly way of saying like there is communication you need to have with your business partner. Uh, and long story short, the reason why you're in a, a partnership like this is that someone, your business partner, ideally compliments you in some aspect that you can't uh, achieve. Um, I'm not great with communication and talking to be like, hey, this is, I'm doing this now, basically. Uh, so I'm getting to learn a bit, uh, a bit more about my processes and understanding. I'm learning a lot, I'm not going to lie, uh, of, in things that I never thought I would learn about. And I can't speak for you. I'm hoping you're learning too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, learning so many things. Yeah, that's good. Um, And I would say that, you know, the other big important thing with a business partnership is that you have to know each other's weaknesses Uh and you have to figure out your own way of dealing with it and like helping that person through those, their weaknesses. So, you know, it's really important to know each other's strengths and to play off of each other's strengths, but to also like step up when you're like, you know what? they have this weakness and so I need to like do a little bit more Mm -hmm. you know in that area or whatever so that's really important so Sagan said she was demanding I asked her to be demanding for one (laughs) and so because I have a very limited amount of time uh, I asked her to put together kind of a you know to-do list for the week that she wants me to do so we still have our Wednesday meetings and we talk about what's important Um, but there are things that are sitting in my email right now that need doing and I, they have priority to them, but I also have, you know, I, I still have to manage my own time and I still have to manage my own priorities. Um, but you know, because I know my time's limited, I get sagging to help me just prioritize as well, mm-hmm. you know, bigger projects. It's like, okay, something needs doing, or I need to, you know, it's not like sending an email, but like I need some sort of branding design, you know, podcast is coming out you know, this week or something like that, I need to have a design ready. Uh, and that's going to be the bigger priority over, you know, payroll, for example, because that's not going to be for the next few weeks. Uh, it's just those little things. Um, so talk to your business partner if you have one. If you don't have one, you know, just know your strengths and weaknesses. Um, you can always supplement it by finding someone who could help um, in those specific areas. If not, then, you know, like, just take note of them and you may have some other points on this but because you've been a solopreneur for a very long time (laughs) and you know your weaknesses yeah and I think like yeah to me that's that is such a big thing it's really about knowing your own strengths and weaknesses um and you know I'm sure we've already said this on the podcast before but um checking in with yourself on a regular basis and like being super brutally honest with yourself and being you know asking yourself the tough questions if you need to, if something's not getting done or um, if you're not prioritizing something, really getting to the root of why is this not happening? Why am I not doing it? Um, Taking ownership for that and yeah, carrying on. Yeah, well, I'll give you a very good example of that. Um, I had coffee powered beforehand and I didn't do a lot on it because I just didn't feel as though, I had it for 10 years. Coffee powered was his business. Yes, sorry, coffee powered (laughs) analytics was my previous business. 
Uh, I had it for 10 years. It went through so many iterations. I had it since university. Um, the issue was I just didn't have the drive, and my mother-in-law told me this, actually. Uh, she felt like as though I wasn't quite ready for a, a business myself because I just didn't have the drive for it. And, and those were the tough questions. Those were the things I had to ask myself. Um, could I realistically quit and do this on my own? No, I, I honestly could not. And the reason why is because I just didn't have the uh, backup and the, I guess, the help to kind of get me through it. And I think that's where Juxa came in because Sagan, Sagan and I work so well together. And I think it's more of a, it's a, there's a lot of trust. There's, uh, there's a lot of encouragement, um, something that I know I need. Uh, I do require a lot of encouragement to get things going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even continue on, and it's. I think that's what uh, our meetings, at least our regular meetings, really help. You know, it just keeps me on track, keeps me motivated, uh, especially when I'm working nine to five. Yeah, yeah, having that positive reinforcement there is really important. And I think, like for both of us, we, yeah, we need to be told when we're doing something well, and we need to have that like positive support and encouragement. So. We, we tell each other that we're awesome on a pretty regular basis. You, no, you're awesome. <laughs> no, you're awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. If, if you are having that issue, uh, you know, talk to someone who else, someone has a, a business of their own. That you know, it might be just something you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just kind of, you know, you go to a, a coffee shop and just, you know, bounce some ideas off each other if you're a solopreneur. Uh, you did it with uh, Monica, I believe, quite a bit. Uh, maybe here and there. Uh, yeah, here and there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and just some other uh, small business owners, uh, you know, check out some networking events and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I think, you know, this this is a really important point around, um, you know, understanding why it is that you aren't quitting your day job and starting to, to have your own business and that kind of thing. Like really getting to the root of that is so, so important. And you might discover when you are asking yourself these tough questions that being a business owner isn't something that you're cut out for, and that's okay. Um, or you might realize as you're going through this that you know you can have your own business, but you really need to have a stable nine to five job as well. Or you might realize, as Dan did, that you need like that you need to have a business partner, right? And you don't, just don't want to do it by yourself. So. It's, it's so important that you ask those questions because if you find that you're dragging your feet with something and you know years are going by without making progress, there is probably something going on there that you really need to address because there is absolutely no reason if you actually want to leave your nine to five behind and have your own business, there is no reason why it should take you years and years to do. I mean, I teach you how to do it in three to six months in our Goodbye 9 to 5 Masterclass. I did really did not mean for this to be a plug for it. But um, like, if, if, if you're taking longer than a couple of years and you're not making any progress towards making that transition and you think that you want to make the transition, then what is going on there? You have to ask yourself the tough, the tough questions to figure that out. Absolutely. And it's okay, too, to have it only as a side hustle. If that's your goal, that's cool. Yes, that's absolutely okay. And not everyone has to have their own business. Not everyone has to go it alone. Not everyone has to, you know, leave their leave their 9 to 5 behind. But, you know, if you want any of those things, then you really do need to figure out why aren't you doing it. Yep. Uh, and I think we also mentioned this in our last podcast, but you know, there's we have a free boot camp. Like, if you want to ask your own questions and kind of go through the checklist, 
uh, just to kind of get an idea of where you're at, uh, check that out. It's slash bootcamp. Yes. Yep. So juxtacommunications.ca slash bootcamp. Links on the website too. Um, finally, you know, what's, what's one thing you learned this week? Oh, one thing I learned this week. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's like spraying the question on me. Totally as we did not have this planned. Do you have something that you have in mind or did you just like this question just came to you? It just came to me. What did I even do this week? I don't even know. It was a short week for us here. Uh, One thing uh, is how to say no in business. And I think that's one of the biggest things. Uh, I don't know how we kind of came up on it, but I think I wanted to say no to a client and I brought this up to you. Yeah, and we agreed that it made a lot of sense for us to not take on a potentially big client with, you know, it was a really good opportunity for us. Mm -hmm. And we agreed that, um, you know, most of the work would be on Dan's part. Yep. Um, So really, it kind of came down to, uh, yeah, so I think saying no in business is a huge, huge uh, thing for business owners. Um, and my partner actually brought this up very early on in our business uh, that you you can't say no to work that's coming through. And, you know, started thinking about it. It was like, you know what? You can say no. In my opinion, you can because, mm-hmm. you know, you only have so much time and you only have so much resources. Uh, so I said no to a client uh, and you said no to bringing on additional projects. Sometimes. I'm like, uh, did I though? Did she, I? She's still working on it. I've she's gotten still... a little bit better. Yeah, you have. Yeah. Uh, I like to start a lot of new projects and it's a bit of a problem. Yeah. Uh, one of the big problems is definitely she comes with me with ideas. And it's like, damn, we should do this. And it's like, okay, but do we really have the time and resources to do so? Uh, so saying no in business is a huge, huge uh, hurdle for new owners like us. Yeah, and I would say, you know, um, there's definitely a fine balance between, you know, it it is really, really important to say yes to as many opportunities as possible when you are first starting out. I completely, I I am a very strong believer in that. However, we are now 10 months into our business. We have had a lot of different growing pains. We've been testing out a lot of different things, and we have now gotten to the point with Juxta Communications where we can actually afford to say no to things that are not a good fit. So when it comes to saying no to things, it's really about being strategic. It's not about just saying no willy-nilly. It's about actually deciding, yes. you know, this is what we are going to say no to because X, Y, Z, right? So in this instance, um, you know, making sure that we were able to focus our energies on our online courses, making sure that Dan wasn't feeling burned out um, all of those types of things were really important for us, as well as the fact that the clients that we are working with right now are all people that we um, adore and have been working with for a while, and we really, really enjoy working with. Um, we have great relationships with them, mm. and starting new client relationships while we are trying to shift our focus away from the client work and towards courses would be, um, would be a whole big thing. Yeah, there's a lot of time commitment in uh, building new business, and and I think like trying to bring on like actually talking to new business owners uh, and trying to solicit new business is a huge time uh, crunch, and so we have those people uh, kind of 
continuing on. I mean, if we lose one, it's going to kind of hurt us, but we do have those great relationships and we can only work with them bigger and better as long as we continue to, um, you know, grow with their business. So that's one of the big things that we're kind of focusing on is, you know, growing with the, the clients that we have because we're growing too and working on those, uh, on those things. So yeah, that's, uh, I think that's one of the, the hardest things that we had to say no to is bringing on new clients. So, uh, we challenge you to come up with your no, even though you're starting out or you're growing or scaling your business. So what's your no? And uh, if you really want to, you can jump into our free uh, Facebook group, uh, Begin Your Biz in 15 Minutes or Less. And uh, it, there's a great community, what, a couple hundred, uh, maybe 300 people or so in there. Uh, and ask questions. You can always bounce ideas off in there. So. So one of the really important things as well is that when you are saying no in business, what that really is meaning that you're saying is that you're saying yes to something else, right? So it's giving you an opportunity to um, to focus your energies much more intensely on some other type of thing. So I think that that's a really important way to look at it. If you are the type of person who, um, you know, feels like it's necessary to say yes all the time to things, or you just have a really tough time saying no. Um, that's a really nice way to look at it. It's that's really helping you to focus your energies a lot more on that, on one particular thing. Another thing too to keep in mind is that just because you're saying no right now doesn't mean that you can't say yes later on. So you can always, you know, archive your business idea or whatever it happens to be um, until a later date, and you can always get to it at another time. Yeah. Which is what we're doing for like all of these different projects that I keep on coming up with. And Dan's like, oh my God, Sagan, please stop. They're great. I got her to start writing them into a Word doc labeled, <laughs> I'll never read it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess for our exclusive content, uh, we really have made some moves, really made some changes, and we really hope that uh, this episode really helps you. Uh, a little shorter this week, but... Uh, you know, we're always here for questions or anything like that. Um, you can check out our stuff, courses.juxtacommunications.ca. Um, and finally, we do have uh, an, an app called Drift, uh, which is our, uh, I guess, messaging mm-hmm. program, which is on our website. Uh, it kind of pops up when you come there. Uh, we would love to hear what your feedback is on our uh, podcast. Uh, so, you know, drop us an, uh, a note there. I'd love to hear your feedback, just thoughts, any questions that we may be able to address in some of our intros in the next uh, few. Um, and yeah, unless there's anything else. I think. Uh, you want to talk about? No? I think that's all. Well, thanks, Sagan, for being so candid. Yeah, thank you, Dan, for also being so candid. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for listening to the Candid Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and coworkers. You can tweet or find us on Instagram at juxtacoms, J U X T A C O M M S, to let us know what your thoughts are and if you have any questions for the next episode. Visit candidpodcast.ca to learn more about this podcast and to access the show notes for every single episode. I kind of think that both of us, maybe, maybe, have learned um, to actually say no to things. Wait, am I? Did you actually want me to respond with that? What are we doing with this? I don't know. I'm so confused right now. You can respond with whatever you want, but... Uh, <laughs> Do you want me to ask you the question? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Don't swing the question on me. Just start t- talking about it. Okay.